0: There's a verse that a friend of mine shared with me in Psalm 71:18. It says, even though I am old and gray, do not forsake me till I declare your power to the next generation, your might to all who are to come. And I think that's such a great promise. And the Lord has fulfilled that. And So I'm, I'm meeting with some teenagers. I'm meeting with a 9 and 11 year old, meeting with several in their 20s and more in their 30s So. It's just a great privilege to be available to that age group.
1: What are some practical ways of encouraging evangelism? Isn't it enough just to tell people how to share their faith? Or is it somehow necessary to model it for them? Hi, I'm David Dennis with the Kansas Communities Ministry with the Navigators. Thank you so much for joining us today for this third of three podcasts featuring my friend and mentor, Dr. Richard Spann. Dr. Span shares his many years of practical experience in making disciples. Toward the end of today's podcast, he relates some specific things that are needed as people move from being a new believer, to being an established disciple, to being a disciple-maker, and finally a maker of disciple-makers. That free document is linked in the show notes, so be sure to check out that free information. Today we start by talking about a very effective way of equipping people for evangelism.
0: I think the, the best way is to take them with you. and I, I, I would say this because in our church I would present uh, living proof number two. I've done that on several occasions and we'd have a group of about 10 to 15 who are, who are disciples who really wanted to make a difference for Christ. Who really wanted to learn how to share the gospel. And um, we would have them for about uh, six months. We'd take them through the video. We'd pray with them. I'd share an example. And Sunday school class would be over. And there would be no real change in their life. They would not not really begin to do that. But what my wife and I did was to get one or two couples from that class and, and others that were not a member of that class. And we would meet with them individually. And we would go through, say, Living Proof or the book by Bob Jack, to Your Home Lighthouse. And we would go through those and we would pray with them about their friends. And we would say, uh, next month, we're going to start a, a group at our house and we're going to invite people for dinner. And uh, once you, if you invite your friends, you have a list, we'll have a list. We pray together about that list. And so we would have one couple as a host couple, one couple to pray, one couple to invite individuals. We'd have sometimes two or three couples involved with us. And we did this for a period of nearly 20 years, uh, most every year. Some groups, we would have up to 20 other groups, only four or five. And I would say that the couples that we took with us and did evangelism with us, and were in our home or we were in their homes, actually were were a part of that. Uh, And over the years, I think there's been maybe eight, ten, twelve 12 couples that we did that with. There all, nearly all of them that I know of are still doing that today. They're still doing that today. Those that I have simply instructed in a Sunday school setting or either individual setting as to how to do it are not.
1: Makes a big difference to walk Thanks. with them. You walk nice. with them, yeah. We... Um tend to think that if we meet with someone who is more mature in the Lord, that we can kind of skip the early development process sometimes. But we need to remember that people will tend to reproduce in their lives what we've done with them. And I think you have an interesting story about that um, with the friend that you
0: used a pamphlet to share your faith with. Right, right. He, He did. And I he began to really start really where I was with him. Or uh, I've had another individual that um, I've spent time with that he was, I think, spending time with a new believer, not a non-Christian. But again, uh, rather than start with uh, growing in Christ, which is what this person needed, or to look at scriptures, he began with some uh, very esoteric, a uh, treatise on the Christian faith that maybe was produced several hundred years ago. Well, we didn't, wasn't where that person needed. I, and I have found, unfortunately, a little resistance to this. People naturally want to uh, do things that they're comfortable with, but backing up and starting with a person uh, with something that they know well themselves uh, is difficult, I think, sometimes for people. And I have had some individuals that have stopped meeting with me because I have asked them to go back up, uh, in, back up to their point in time, in order to learn a skill that they needed for working with people. And it's a difficult, difficult lesson to transmit and learn. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Since so several of us are in the grandparent phase of our lives, do you have any thoughts on? materials or methods um, of working with grandchildren, let's say, in their early teen years
0: or in that time frame? Right, that's a good question. I, I do have uh, grandchildren in that area, and I have three here in Wichita. One is 18, one 20, and 21. And the 18-year-old uh, I've been reading with for about a year and a half, maybe close to two years now. Uh, We've gone through a young man and we've gone through uh, every man, a warrior. We've gone through the topical memory system. We've gone through a number of verses to memorize on prayer. And so he's very open and teachable. He's making a difference now in his high school friends. And so I meet with him once a week for lunch and we go through that. The grandchildren, the other two granddaughters, uh, One is a teacher in in high school, one is uh, still in college, but I meet with them once a week for lunch or breakfast individually, and uh, we pray together. I ask them what we can pray together for. One of them uh, has other people that she meets with as well, and so we occasionally go over scriptures. She's going over some scriptures and memorizing those and several Bible studies. The other one, we, we pray together, and I encourage her. There are different, different levels of need. But to try to be available to them always and to uh, encourage them to share a little bit of my life and always be sure to pray together. And what, what I've noticed is that there's different opportunities. My wife would shop with them, and, and that's that's been a different sort of thing. So, but for their birthdays and for Christmas, my wife would uh, take them shopping at Maurice's or different stores. And so, uh, I was aware of that. So, for their birthdays and Christmas, I said, uh, let's go shopping. So, I would sit in Maurice's store, which is a a young lady's store, and sit there in the chair and watch them, uh, you know, bring out stuff. And it was really kind of interesting, but I I got to where actually the, the store... Owners kind of recognize me now. I've been in out there several times with a couple of the girls and they see me coming, but one of them said this week, I said, you know, grandpa, grandma used to take us shopping for Easter dresses. Uh would you would you want to do that? And I said, I'd love to do that. So tomorrow morning at 8 30, I'm picking him up and we're going to go out for breakfast and then go Easter dress shopping. So so it's a new new wrinkle in life for me. But they do appreciate my observations. And uh, I am a little bit colorblind in some areas. But <laughs> uh, despite that, it's it's working out pretty well. So I think available to them. And they, even the little boys who are 9 and 11 as a grandfather, I need to be available to them. I pick them up for school once morning, once a week and pick them or I take them to school once a week and then pick them up three times, try to go fishing with them, do other things with them as often as I can to build that relationship. And they're in a Christian school now, so they're getting good instruction. But at some point, I am i think a little early for that, I will begin to challenge them in looking at Scripture just between the two of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a verse that a friend of mine shared with me in Psalm seventy-one, eighteen. Says, even though I am old and gray, do not forsake me till I declare your power to the next generation, your might to all who are to come. And I think that's such a great promise. And the Lord has fulfilled that. And so I'm I'm meeting with some teenagers. I'm meeting with a nine and eleven-year-old, meeting with several in their twenties and more in their 30s. So it's just a great privilege to be available to that age group. Some years ago I I looked at there was a man that I meet with who's very who works in human resources. He's a very detailed guy, and he wanted some thoughts how to specifically bring a person from convert to disciple, uh, disciple to disciple maker, disciple maker to leader. I really went through that and and I think it's important to realize that the needs will be different at different Stages. So we talked about a convert to a disciple. I think one of the things is to help them learn to study the scripture themselves. That STS form, I think, is very, very helpful. I think the wheel and hand illustration is very helpful. I think uh, having them do a testimony development and giving them opportunity to share with others in in the convert to disciple. And, and I think at some point in here, and I've done this with several, I realize that I am not going to be the answer to all of their needs of growth. I need to take them with me to introduce them to other people, other people in the church, other speakers. When we've had speakers out at Glen Erie, I have tried to bring some people with me to those so they can meet individuals like Dallas Willard, when he was still around, and Jerry Bridges, if a speaker or an individual uh, is around, who can I take with me to to have that individual impact their life as well? And the other thing that I think is is so important, we've talked about individuals and groups, but the other thing is the body of Christ. I think it's a Saint Augustine, Augustine. I think is the correct pronunciation, but he said it. It we cannot very well have God as our heavenly Father unless the Church is our Mother, and by that he was saying is a person's growth will be very stunted unless they are uh, an active member of a viable Christ-centered church. And I have tried to minister to people who were not an active member. They're very faithful in meeting with me, but not a church, and I. It's hard to get them sometimes uh, in a church, but unless they do, their their growth will be stunted. Well, that's some additional thoughts in convert to disciple, and then we looked at the transformation of a disciple to a disciple maker. This includes a little bit more material, such as I'm I'm reading from here, the lost art of disciple making by Leroy Eames. Living Proof, Jim Peterson, Disciples Are Made Not Born, The Ways of an long Cider by Bill Mowry, uh, Iron Sharpens Iron, Howard Hendricks. And there's a whole list of those. And then I think we fortunately have some good material on transmitting or transition of people from disciple maker to a maker of disciple makers, if you will. And there's a book written by J. Robert Clinton, The Making of a Leader, Spiritual Leadership by Blackaby, Revolution of Character, Willard and Simpson, Uh, Peacemakers by Sandy is a good book, and there are others, but I think Garrett has a little booklet called How Jesus Trained Leaders. It's a little booklet that I hand out at some point.
1: It is certainly critical that people be involved with a strong, local body of believers in a church for them to continue to grow spiritually and also for them to invest in the lives of others. Sometimes it's easy to get discouraged by a church, or maybe you've been offended, or perhaps you disagree with some doctrinal position. I urge you to pray about this and ask the Lord to show you what body of believers He wants you to become a part of. Also, don't forget the document Dr. Span refers to about things that are needed as people progress from being established in their faith to making disciples. That information is in the show notes and is free to download and use. Join us next time as we learn more about making disciples naturally.
0: The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the Navigators, nor of the Kansas community's ministry. Thank you for listening.